Hello, you're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And, and that's it. No lolly night this week. Because last week was just absolutely bonkers. It was three and three hours and 20 minutes of mayhem. Yep. <laughs> and I think we definitely will probably do that again, um, and for sure probably bring other people from our community in so we can interview them, let everybody meet them, because, I mean, that's a big part of our 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 whole thing here is we want to bring the community in. We want to converse with people because it's not just us yelling out. It's, it's a community kind of thing. So it was definitely a lot of fun. We definitely appreciate Lolly Knight for coming on with us again. We're from otakuspirit.com. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime. It's been a little slow on the website front this week because a lot of crazy things have been happening, including uh, a lot of the fiasco that came with the podcast last week, but uh, bear with it because Coming up in not even a few weeks, we're going to be full steam again because, yeah, that spring thing's happening. Yeah, that's true. And there's a lot of promising shows coming, so for all those naysayers that believe that this season has been crappy, look forward because there's a lot of stuff coming up around the around the bend, so look forward to that. So I, I guess we can pretty much confirm at this point we're probably doing our, our spring preview next week as well. I think that there's a pretty good chance pretty strong possibility and then and then following up that will be pretty much review happy with the this season so yeah it's about time <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been just it feels really weird that we didn't do it mid-season now because it's like man it seems like we just never talked about a lot of these shows and <laughs> yeah, right there's a lot to talk about so uh, i don't know if i don't know if people agree or disagree with the new format that we did but this this season has definitely been different uh, I think it's been fun, though, because we've been doing a lot of discussionals. The discussionals have been a little bit longer just to kind of fill in the gap of not having all the mid-seasons in there. But we've also been able to hit a lot of movies, a lot of the Ghibli films, which has been a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 been it's been interesting. So we we definitely appreciate feedback. If, if anybody wants to say if they've liked this this season of, of podcast versus last or I think everybody's going to probably say it's they like this season of podcast just for the last one. Uh, it's gonna well, yeah. be it's gonna be hard to top the Holly Knight's uh, interview. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll do our best on that on that on that end. Uh, but yeah, I, I was kind of I got it kind of kick out of it because if, if people that are on the forums they they kind of followed the whole process of everything that happened with that. Pr- pretty much what happened was we recorded the interview. I usually have a backup on a Skype, but we forgot to change our setting on Skype, so our audio on the Skype recording backup was terrible. And we lost Lonely Nights recording, so I had to pretty much just kind of snip piece by piece of his audio, so that it doesn't you didn't get any feedback. And uh, yeah, it was it was like eleven plus hours of editing. So I hope people enjoyed that, despite the fact that it wasn't a hundred percent quality that I wanted it to be, because I'm very picky about quality. Um, but I found it funny that Lonely Night at some point sounded like Kuro Neko, so <laughs> or not Kuro Neko, sorry, <laughs> Kuro Sensei. From uh, Assassination Classroom, so I kind of want to go to Funimation now and say, hey, that guy that's doing the dub voiceover for Koroneko, or I keep saying Koroneko, slap me. <laughs> are you sure? You need to, ha- yes, he sounds like Koroneko. No, are you sure you want me to slap you? No, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm still debating it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I almost want to go to Funimation and say, hey, whoever's doing that right now definitely does not fit. Crow Sensei, so I got a guy over here to be perfect for it. So I thought it was kind of funny. It was one of the few things that entertained me, other than the fact that I was pretty much listening to our podcast and laughing the entire time. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
But anyways, we have, uh, get, of course, this is a discussional podcast, so we're going to do some news subject that we want to talk about, and then we're going to move into the community stuff, and I'm not sure if we have a topic for after that. We'll see if we have time, if we want to talk about maybe our thoughts on the current season or what we're looking forward to in the next season, um, but we'll see when that time comes along. Our first piece of news we have is uh, Punchline. Who cares about all that? Talk about the Yandere Simulator. You want to go straight to the Yandere Simulator? <laughs> You no, know that I'm when I come back, going. okay. I, I was gonna say, you know that when I come back, I'm gonna end up hitting that same news peeps again. <laughs> Anyways, an anime called Punchline is being directed by Yutaka Uimura, and it's gonna be done by Studio Mappa. They have announced that they're gonna premiere on April 9th, which again, that's gonna be our our spring lineup. What did you think of the the, the trailer? I don't know if I got a full impressions from you. It's an odd artwork style, but I like it. And I love the concept of it. So, I mean, there's not really much to to miss in that that uh, that video. I mean, it did. I talk about an uh, a all star voice cast. I mean, I yeah, think with the entire we, time we're like, I know that voice. I know that voice. That's that person. That's that person. <laughs> like the only one that took us actually looking up was the main actor because it's a it's a female that's voicing it, so it's kind of a little weird. But it's not weird for Japan because we've all seen plenty of cases of uh, female uh, voicing males, or rather boys. It was just it was a voice that we recognized, and we and we recognized it as a guy voice, but we couldn't think of who it was that was doing it. And then when we seen it, it was like, oh, that's a female. Wait, but who is it? <laughs> scrolling, to the, scrolling through the list, it's like, oh, that character. Well, that's a female character, so that's not going to be right. And yeah, the Armin popped up and like, yeah, it's Armin. And then all I can think of immediately when I think of Armin is the ah! <laughs> dub voicing for the scream. <laughs> You're a dork. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I can't just, believe you I can't actually the, did that. I did totally the- <laughs> did it. I totally did it. Because we're going to get into that later. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, it ended up being Armin. And there was like, I think the girl from uh, Supernatural Battles became commonplace. The the Moe Blob girl. Uh, who was the other one that I recognized? Uh, the cat. Who was the cat? Oh, I was thinking the cat might be uh, uh, Mashiro from uh, Engage the Unidentified. Mm-hmm. A little bit different in the voice, but still got that same twinge to it that kind of makes you familiar with it. But yeah, it looks like pure etchy action fun so i'm i'm looking forward to it mainly for the style i like the i like the character designs they look really good so we'll we'll talk more about that when we do our preview so look forward to that moving forward we have compile heart presents vent they said that or at the dengeki uh game festival uh they announced that they were going to be doing a hyper dimension neptunia playstation vita game that is going to be High school Sega girls versus Hypernet Dimension Neptunia. Why would they do that? It's totally fitting. You have two different worlds of console wars coming together. Well, you don't know why they're fighting? I don't know if they're fighting. It's not console wars against console wars. Consoles versus console wars. Consoles being brought into console wars. That doesn't make any sense. You're breaking my head. It makes perfect sense for Compile Heart because Compile Heart (laughs) makes no sense. I haven't seen any footage or anything, but uh, kind of contrary to most game adaptations from anime, Compile Hearts does have some decent engines, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing... I'm just looking forward to Saturn. 
I mean, uh, if, they, if they were gonna if they were gonna add like a whole bunch of Nintendo girls and then a whole bunch of um, uh, uh, Xbox girls and a bunch of PlayStation girls oh, and then have, some Atari girls, they then have a full list of consoles in there. In the say Se- the Sega hard girls. I don't know if they're this. I know that hyper. I think what it is is I think what it is is the the guy who originally designed the Seha Girls. They of course made into an anime, and I think they're using the same concepts. I think he probably made some of other consoles, and they're maybe adapting those over. But but yeah, I think there's a full on there's a full list of all the different consoles they have listed on that article. So okay, it'll it'll be more than just the. The say how I mean, I know that I know that hyperdimension girls that that they're all the consoles. Don't get me wrong; that's the that's the concept of the the console wars. But Sega girls is just about the Sega girls. I mean, there's not Nintendo girls. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Sega girls, right? <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm looking forward to it. It it's a PS Vita game. I like I like my PS Vita games. So, uh, moving forward, another uh, gameish related subject but uh for all those that enjoy the fruit of Kasai, it's gonna be our weekly fruit of Kasai thing here so <laughs> bear with us uh for those who don't know fruit of Kasai, of course a series of visual novels that eventually got added to an anime and we're gonna get the sequels here soon uh they also had a spin-off of where michiru is pretty much a magical girl uh well that title was a two-part series on the pc visual novel uh that is now being poured over to the ps vita so yay I know Chris ain't got nothing on that, but I know that a lot of our listeners, including Lolly Knight, would probably really enjoy that. What uh, makes you think I'm that I wouldn't curious. like that? I'm kind of curious. I don't know. You usually don't talk during the news, so I'm a little surprised. No, I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't I like it? I mean... Magical Girl meet you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. Uh, it's going to be released June 25th for 4,300 uh, yen. Now, my kind of curiosity is I'm wondering if... I'm 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 probably going to answer my own question. I highly doubt it, but it would be kind of nice since they're doing the Vita releases for Sakai Project that they could possibly work on this one as well. Maybe I don't know. Of course, I they have know. they have a hundred percent greenlit the the Vita version of the the localization. So I think all they, the last we've heard was that they got certification to actually develop on the PlayStation Network. So if they'll okay the game itself, that's still up in the air. So. It would be cool. Uh, next one I got is uh, Hiro Masa Yonebarashi, who directed Secret World of Arietta. And when Marnie was there, spoke about leaving Studio Ghibli last year after he had directed When Marnie Was There. He was quoted saying, I'm no longer a Ghibli staffer. This is actually translated from Anime News Network, actually. I'm no longer a Ghibli staffler, staffer. I left the company at the end of last year, and I don't have an affiliation. Duh. I would assume that pretty much any director would probably leave the studio. I'm not quite sure why that would be a big deal. I, I think it's just one of those kind of sad things that... It's another sign that Studio Ghibli is gone. As much as some people might want to believe it's still there. Right. It's, it's done. I, I think he kind of also stated the fact that it's open, the doors are open, but nothing is happening there. So that I think that was probably the bigger piece of the news. Him leaving is might be a shock to some that who believe that he was still a part of them, but for me, I think the big part of that news was the fact that they pretty much confirmed that, yeah, nothing is, literally nothing's happening there anymore, so anybody that's still holding the hopes for 
Studio oh, Ghibli announced he, new films. He's still there, so there's still a chance that they may do something. No. Kind of odd that he would actually have to formally announce it. I think that would... You'd think that that would be kind of given. But anyways. Uh, some kind of funny news, uh, if you want to call it news. I guess it's news. Uh, Ellie on the forums had kind of made a post and, and turned me on to the idea that there's actually a Yandere simulator being created. Yeah, I had found I had seen that in the news before. I'd uh, seen it on the um, on the forums, but yeah, I, I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome. I'm I'm on board. Let's do it." <laughs> Quite a stark contrast to the usual goat simulator and <laughs> flight simulator and cheese grater simulator, uh, surgeon simulator, Euro truck simulator. Uh, garbage man simulator. I'm doing air quotes every time I do that. I don't know why. But because they're dumb. They're all dumb. But Yandere simulator is awesome, and it's a great idea. Let's do it. Well, you with the goat simulator. Goat simulator. Stupid idea. It's really one of those things that no, YouTube no, sensations no. post goofy videos. Nobody cares about, about the random stupid. physics. Stop talking about the stupid goat simulator. We want to talk about the Yandere simulator. And they laugh about the the goofy physics in it. <laughs> It was never a thing of, wow, this is great. But a Yandere simulator, that's a whole different story because then you get into the goofiness that is the Yandere that we would all find completely hilarious. And we would find it funny. Yes, it is hilarious. I, I don't know that I would call it funny, but okay. <laughs> no, what's more funny is the first video I watched, which is the one that Ellie posted on the forums, it, it just had the, the guy that was, he's a, it's one man guy that's making it. And he's just kind of, he's very calmly and very professional, not really professionally, you could tell that he's not, you know, used to talking on a, on a video, but he just like very seriously and calmly talking about, oh, look, senpai is talking to a girl. That can't happen. You need to do something about it. And I'm like, this sounds so creepy. <laughs> this guy's just talking about this Yandere. He needs, she might need to pin a murder on her or... Find some dirty secrets about her. And I mean, everything that he's explaining is kind of like one of those things of, this sounds interesting if he can pull it off. Because, yeah, having different... It's not just go over and murder the girl. It could be, you know, pin a murder on her or find dirty secrets, spread rumors, uh, embarrass her. All these little things that you can do to get senpai to never get with that girl. It's It's actually pretty comical. But yeah, it's just talking about the, <laughs> you know, getting rid of the murder weapon and getting away with murder. And he, this entire time, he's talking with this very calm, normal voice. And it was just, I think that was more creepy than the fact that there was a girl running around knifing chicks in the neck. Oh, I loved the the ending of one of the one of the clips. It shows uh, if you if you don't clean up after yourself and you don't get rid of the evidence, it says you know stuff like. Um, the, the police came, they, they pin all the, the evidence on Yandere Chan and then yeah, it says, Yandere Chan. <laughs> and then it says, and then it says, um, uh, Yandere never gets to, Yandere Chan never gets to confess to Senpai. And then it's big old red letters, broke, heart broke or broke something. Heart, yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, that's the other kind of funny thing about it, even though it's a, it, I would assume the guy is American, uh, it's American release, but it just has all the goofiness that. And Ataki would joke about like calling her Yandere Chan, and there's Info Chan, and the the boy's name is 
specifically sensei and our senpai and senpai. it is it even had the whole fact of as you're murdering people the music starts getting really wonky and then it starts getting darker the more you kill her she'll start having like a head tick like she'll just kind of tick her head or jerk her head around like she's psychotic and <laughs> the way to return her back to sanity is that she has to go stand in front of senpai and look at him and that it has like this whole pink glow on the screen and she's slowly turning from head twitching to oh and she's all nice and and bashful in front of the senpai again even though she has all this blood all over her <laughs> and the people that see you with like blood on you'll ask you and you can say oh i'm sorry it's red paint and mm-hmm. it's just it's so dorky and i he's got a patreon account he's uh looking for anybody to support him because it's a one-man thing uh, he wants to stop doing his normal uh, I guess game development stuff that he's doing and be full time making this project. And that's the idea behind the Patreon. I think when I checked earlier today, it was like a thousand per month. So it sounds really cool. I, I look forward to seeing what comes of it. So look forward to that. If you, if you like your Yandere's and want to jump into the world of murdering to, to win senpai. Yeah. I'm sold. Uh, moving forward, for those who don't know, NIS America has announced that they're going to release a premium edition of Alone on the Sea, which is going to get a dub. So, yeah, for all the dub listeners, uh, you'll be able to finally watch Nagi no Asakura or Alone on the Sea. And that is going to be a three Blu-ray release because it's got 26 total episodes. It's going to have two a two-disc soundtrack and a 76-page art book. And I think the original price they had for it is 179 uh, you can get it from right stuff or other parties for about 134 so yeah it's a, it's a it looks like it's really nice little box set uh so if you're if you're looking forward to that it releases on june 30th so you can get your pre-orders for that i'm sure i'm sure there's plenty of people who are interested in that yeah i mean i i'm i'm so mixed on it i mean i loved the artwork in that show i thought it was absolutely a gorgeous uh show i just there's one character in there that uh, kind of ruined the show for me. So, um, I completely skipped it over. I, the moment that I heard uh, the usual love hexagon thing, I completely shut off. Even though I really loved the art style, and of course it's PA work, so can't really complain there. Uh, luckily, I am in works. I think it's been confirmed pretty much that I will be getting a review copy of it, so hopefully I'll be able to let you guys know beforehand what it looks like and how it how the box set turned out so look forward to that uh, but i'm excited to finally watch it and then it'll give me an excuse to finally watch it is to do a review of it so uh, that's that's cool maybe i'll watch it again i i'm i'm so mixed you'll have on to because everybody's already asking for a a dual podcast review so did they and i know you'll have to get all refreshed on it so. right there's yeah. aspects to it i did enjoy so well yeah it's got cute lolly characters yeah, they, they are cute and they are oh my gosh they're adorable <laughs> you're locked in it's too late no turning back now our next piece of news is Psygames, games who developed uh rage of bahamut idol master cinema girls the game uh princess connect and a game for tiger and bunny i don't know what it's called uh that company has decided you know what we already talked about mappa doing a game for rage of bahamut well now I, and there's a and of course uh Whatever company, I think it's uh, Production IG or 
A1 pick, I don't know. One of the companies is doing Cinderella Girls. I guess Cygain's finally saying, dude, all these people are making a whole bunch of money off our animes, so let's make our own studio. So Cygames has decided, a game company has decided they're going to open up their own anime production division, and they're going to start making their own games, or their own uh, anime adaptations, as well as they also said they're going to do original series, so... Hey, if they dumped enough money into Rage of Bahamut like they did, I'm pretty sure they can probably pull something off. So I'm all power to them. They've they've opened all their their uh, their interviews. They're starting to bring in people. So hopefully, with the money that they dumped on Rage of Bahamut and how great that turned out, hopefully they can get equally as good uh, people on their team. Maybe they might get some people. I was actually thinking that they might actually buy Mappa or something. <laughs> so <laughs> as much money as they were dumping on them. So we'll, we'll see where that goes, if, if anything good comes out of it or not. Um, it's kind of interesting, though. And speaking of Cinderella Girls, uh, for those who don't know, they're going to end on episode 13 this season. So uh, that'll be wrapping up. And good news is, though, is that they will come out in July for a second season. So they're going to take a little three-month break. Quite, I guess that, July would be that. Would that be summer? Have you, are you still watching that? Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's absolutely cute. I they've had a lot of moments that are just like it gets you pumped up. You you really get into the mindset of them. They had this whole moment where they were they're going on the stage for the first time. They pretty much got shooed into the to be able to go on stage with somebody that was already established as a big idol. So they kind of play on the aspect of somebody going into their first gig as being something amazing and then realizing when they go to their second gig that there was a reason why that one was so amazing and don't expect that every time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of neat. But their their first appearance on the stage, I thought that was just... it. it they did well on getting you into their mindset of being nervous and jumping out on that stage. The sound and everything was perfect to a you know, a, a whole stage performance. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, anyways. Um, Rage... Uh, Rage? Rage of Bahamut! No, Rage Murata, who does... Uh, Character designs he did them for Last Exile, uh, Blue Submarine, a lot of really great stuff. Has his own character design stuff that I really want one of his art books. He's uh, doing the character designs for a short anime series called Yuyake Dandan, which is, I believe, the Sunset Stairs, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's going to be following a, a girl who regularly, I think it is. Yeah, Sunset Stairs, something like that. It's actual location. But it follows a girl who frequents there often and ends up running into a cat who can talk to her and it kind of follows their heartwarming and sharp tongue relationship, as they say on, on Crunchyroll's news article for this. And I can say is I'm excited because, one, it's Range Murata. I love his artwork. Two, it's got a lolly with heterochromia. And I don't know what three is. I had a three and I lost it. Neko. The, the Neko looks cool, too. The Neko looks like some kind of gangster cat humanoid thing. And that's always cool. <laughs> uh, but look forward to that if you like Ranger uh, Murata or uh, just want to check out that that short. Shouldn't be too long. That's all I got for news. Did you, did you find anything else? No. No? No. All right, we're going to move on to our community questions. We have, like, three questions and then a novel. So... We'll, we'll take care of two questions, did the novel, and then move on to the third question. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first question is 
going to be much a short one. And Lenzark says, can you guys do a top 10 segment every week? With our votes, start up. Uh, start with top 10 lollies. Uh, I'm not... Yeah, I think that's good. I mean... It's it's one of those things. It's kind of like the community thing. We're bringing in people for the uh, the podcast, or I know, and I kind of want to plug it here. Is Neko had started a kind of book club thing for anime, and they're currently doing Clanad. So if you want to watch Clanad with a bunch of people and talk about it, uh, you can find their thread in the anime discussion forum on the forums on otakuspirit.com. But yeah, we, we've been wanting to do a lot of things like that. Uh, we've kind of been waiting to get a community build up. And now that we have a community build up, I'm busy <laughs> with work. And so it's kind of difficult to go back to our back catalog of things that we want to do and kind of start putting them into effect. So I'm kind of happy that people like Neko and a lot of other people on the forums are kind of doing that for us, which is great. Um, All right, Lenzark, I hereby say you are in charge of doing the top 10 every week. That's dangerous. You're talking to the guy that has the wave at myself wrestling guy as his avatar. He's a wave at himself. It's <laughs> <laughs> the wave at myself wrestling oh, is guy. Is that what that is? But no, he's got some Asian guy on the face. I'm not sure what that is. You'll have to explain that one. I'm not sure who the Asian guy is on there. I think he's Asian. But yeah, I'm assuming uh, he's important to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we could definitely do something like that, though. That sounds really fun. I think he's wearing gator stuff. <laughs> he does, but I'm moving away from that because <laughs> i'm probably insulting somebody that might yeah, yeah somebody important i'm sure wave at myself guy could probably beat the crap out of me <laughs> so i probably shouldn't make fun of him either but i do because he waves at himself <laughs> um yeah i think i've already answered that question we definitely could do something like that uh if somebody wants to spearhead it we definitely welcome them to um but yeah that'd be that'd be cool we can we can do our own and have fun with it uh, moving forward, we have a comment from Ellie. Ellie says, this is more of a get-to-know-you-guys question, uh, but do you, either of you play sports now or when were you were kids? Are you athletic? And what was the stra- strangest sports you've ever played, if any? Personally, I'm not exceptionally, exceptionally athletic. I played soccer as a kid, and I was horrendous. Uh, I did more prancing around like at the field like a unicorn. I'm not sure how a unicorn how prances. How cute are you? <laughs> <laughs> then actually touching the ball in fact i would run away from the ball so clearly soccer was not my forte uh now i'm quite an avid curler most people wouldn't really consider curling a sport uh but there's uh, people consider playing video games a sport and catching a ball and throwing it a sport so i'm fine with curling uh, I have a ton of fun of playing. Uh, a ton of fun when I play. The strangest sport I've ever played was zorbing. Yes, zorbing. It was actually a ton of fun. You get to go in an adult-sized hamster ball and race a bunch of people down a hills. It was so crazy, but so much fun. I want to know what curling is. That's where one person on one side of this big ice field slides a little disc towards a target on the other end and these people run by with it with little brushes and they try to make the ground smoother so the ball goes further or they don't scrub the ground if they want the ball to slow down and you have to uh, knock the other discs off the target so whoever gets closer to the middle wins works yeah. for me that's cool i like it it's one of the only athletic sports on the olympics that i would even watch for a few minutes before shutting it off so 
that tells you something. <laughs> Anything yeah. else I turn off? Hey, I, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch the fire out of pools. So, and yeah, strangely enough, I, now now if you want to go with my weirdest one that I I is is that uh, that Texas Hold'em World Series of Poker. I don't know why it is just enthralling to me. I I'll, I'll watch it for hours. It's insane how how interesting it is, and yet it's such a stupid game. <laughs> Uh, sports for me, I was the same boat. I I did soccer a long time ago. Of course, that was when I was like stupid kid and didn't even know what I was doing. Uh, a lot of money spent on equipment to to play that game, surprisingly. And we were called the Ninja Turtles, so that tells you how young I was. I yelled Ninja Turtles, so we did Ninja Turtles, and we all got a trophy. You have more memory of it than I do. So <laughs> <laughs> I also did uh, flag football at some point, and. Uh, I think that's the only ones that I actually devoted my time into. I, of course, I played all of them when I was a kid. You know, you kind of dipped around. But none of them really stuck with me. And not to this day, don't stick with me. I, I play basketball with some friends at work every now and then, but that's just at work. What about you? I did re- MMA recently, but yeah. You that's do, about it. Didn't you, do, didn't you flag football too when you were a kid? Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not we're not very kid, big into kid sports. stuff. I don't I don't know if it really counts unless it sticks. So, yeah, they're fun though. I, I, yeah, but pool is about the only thing that's that I do anymore if I ever get a chance to. But and if anybody has fun, a problem with curling, then you can have a problem with pool not being a sport. Yeah, that that I mean, at that point, then then you start arguing whether or not video games are a sport. Esports esports all right well moving on to our novel piece <laughs> which was written in by homebound 11 which for those who don't know does some really great little statistic type stuff on the website did a poll with us recently to find out some information and that's kind of where this all came from so homebound 11 says andrew please read this post in the official business voice to your co-host chris exactly as written i didn't know i had a Official business voice. Let me see. Um, Ahem. A memo from the International Otaku Spirit Statistics Collection Board <laughs> to Mr. Chris, notifying him of a failure to comply with the official statistic documentation procedures has warranted this memo arriving to you. This memo is being issued for two reasons. A formal reprimand of failure to vote in the most recent statistical poll and a public display so that you make your voice... Make your vote known by all who listen. While this memo does not have a various uses for later endeavors, this memo is rather a direct attempt to contact you for... Not really direct. You're actually asking me to ask him, so that's not really direct. (laughs) Direct attempt to contact you for the response to the most recent poll. Should you fail to comply with this memo, a team of Yandere lollies, with the help of Her Majesty Black Ops Group, a team led by Tina Sprout herself will come to your house in the night, point a sniper rifle at your face, and will ask you the same questions outlined below, followed by a count to five. Please be assured that this memo would be the much easier and cost-effective option for both of us. Now, if you're trying to get him to answer the questions, <laughs> offering that Lolly's going to come to his house at night is not the way to do it. Yeah, you, you should say you can you can be rewarded with lollies if you go ahead and answer these or questions. Or say that but, we will take the lollies away from you. 
then we're talking. But saying, hey, if you don't answer this, we're going to send you lollies. He doesn't hear Yandere or Sniper Rifle or Black Ops. He just hears lollies, Tina Sprout, come to your house at night. And yeah, that's just not a threat. Now I'm disappointed that I answered the question. So, I mean... Because I, obviously I missed out on this this team of Yonnery lollies with with Tina. I mean, <sighs> no, I already answered the question, so I'm not. I, I'm I'm guessing that I'm I missed you at the same time as you were uh, sending this this memo to me. Otherwise, uh, this was four days ago. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure I answered it. <laughs> Oh, for the sake of everybody that had to listen to all that, I guess we can go ahead and answer this. Mm -hmm. Question one. You have been transported to a deserted island with nothing of entertainment. You have a full uh, all the supplies needed to last a full year, at which point you will return home. Your only form of entertainment, even though you just said that you have nothing of entertainment, your only <laughs> form of entertainment is a single anime series that can be played on a 50-inch television. What series would you choose? Do we have power? I assume I'm power. assuming that there's power. Your choices. A, your favorite series, since you will always enjoy watching it. You might actually stop enjoying watching it if you had to watch it for a year. <laughs> B, you go, get through the a thought-provoking series so you can ponder about the series over the course of, a, of the year to shave off boredom. C, a long series so you don't see many repeats over the course of the year. What do you choose? I'm thinking that that's a good time to watch it One Piece. <laughs> Is that your final answer? I mean, that that's I mean, that's about the only thing I could think of. I mean, watching a show like you were saying, if you watch a show over and over and over again, you're probably going to get sick of it. Here's the problem though. What if you start watching One Piece and you're like, "Wow, I really hate this main character. You're messed for the rest of the year." Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to but, really try to enjoy that least, one character. But at least you're you're going through an entire show and you're not watching the same thing over and over. Yeah, again. but you'll probably knock it out in a week. At that point, if you're alone this on a true. Sort of island, you're knocking out this in a week. And then, very true. See, so my, in my opinion, C is bad because you're you're probably gonna knock it out pretty quick because you have a full year to work with, um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of minutes in a year, and there's not many minutes in yeah. The but think anime. about it, okay? And 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 beef unless aside, you, unless you, beef aside, I mean, you if you if you watch a show like let's say Yuri Kuma, okay. Beefs aside from that show, you're still... You're going to come up with some amazing theories. <laughs> right. You're going to come up with some amazing theories, but you're going to end up watching it over and over and over again. They're going to show up. The The, the rescue team's going to show up. You're going to have a ball with a, a, a Kuma face on it. You're going to be talking to that, <laughs> that volleyball, and you're going to be talking about how the flowers is actually a metaphor for a job that you lost or something. <laughs> It's all about the flower. That boss is is the bear, and the flower is that job you lost. I I, I chose thought provoking series that I can ponder on, just because, like I said, I kind of nixed out C because you can knock it out pretty quickly, and A I'd be hating that show by the end of the year. So I it doesn't be. matter which show you pick, you're gonna end up be getting annoyed at it at some point. So I mean, I went True. with the. I went with the C for and the long series. Technically, what there's like 630 some episodes of One Piece now. Last right. time I checked, that's technically two episodes a day ish. So 
You can, I can keep you busy, I guess. Um, question two. Similar to question one. You are stuck in the same deserted island, but you are, inst- are instead gifted with a computer that can connect to one streaming site only. Your computer does also does not have speakers, forcing you to watch subbed only. Which site do you choose? A. Funimation. B. Crunchyroll. C. Netflix. Bad choice. D. Hulu. Bad choice. Because <laughs> how many shows are on Hulu and Netflix that are subtitle only? Or right. can that you can actually turn on subtitles? I, I, I chose Funimation. I guess they have closed captioning. And I know that I'm like one of the... I'm either the only one who picked it or I'm one of the only ones who picked it. I only picked it because I think that the that Funimation has the most going for it at the moment. Um, at the moment, Crunchyroll, yeah. Crunchyroll is is used to have all of the all everything going for it, but now it seems like Funimation is really really making an effort to become the main player right now, and it's hurting Crunchyroll. So, if Crunchyroll pull something out. I mean, out of the two of them, quality-wise, I tend to lean towards Cr- Funimation. Um, and Crunchyroll tended to be the one that had more titles, so I would by by default go with Crunchyroll, but because Funimation is making such an aggressive move towards grabbing licenses, I'm leaning more towards Funimation right now. Well, for me, it's a lot of it has to do with backlogs that I think about, and when it comes to backlogs, Funimation has a lot of really older, great shows, which I would love to watch through. But I have a lot more on Crunchyroll that I still want to go back and watch. So, <sighs> off the top of my head, thinking about shows that I really want to watch that are on those two shows, I probably will go with Funimation as well, just because both the fact that there's a lot of older shows like Railgun I still want to watch on there. They have Strike Witches, a whole bunch of shows that I would still want to watch through. Uh outside from the current simulcast and then like you said i think they're grabbing more of the newer content as well so the future of the ongoing year funimation could end up pulling out with more shows so right now still crunchyroll still kind of holding the holding the stick but funimation is definitely being a lot more aggressive on that end so things could change definitely coming into the next season too i just it's unfortunate that i i seem to have a problem with funimation their quality even though you you like select 1080 it's all grainy and i don't know if that's just the masters are given or if there's something wrong with the player or what, but Crunchyroll always seems to look a lot better. A lot more smoother anyways. Uh, let's see here. I think it really depends on on the show, and it seems like the shows that look better to me are the ones that are on Funimation. Style-like? Stylish, you mean? Huh? Stylish no, or just, just visual? Just cleaner. Ugh, I and, well, like I said, on your on your computer, like Yatterman, which I know it looks gorgeous, but for some reason it looks grainy on Andrew's computer. I don't know what it is. I, no, I both know. both uh, Yatterman and uh, Rage of Bahamut look really grainy. I had a problem with both of those ones. Uh, this also says, please enter these either on the air or in a mailing list and to anime affiliate statistical boards locations. Their addresses are and contacts are below. Hope we hope to hear from you soon. And please remember if you do not answer, we will know because you're listening to the podcast. Uh, I N O S S C B lolly branch three, eight, eight, three Ilya lane building three Northwest district, a lolly empire, 
189191. There's a phone number. Why is there a phone number on there? I don't know. I hope that's not anybody's phone number. <laughs> uh, and also main branch. 6284 Bell Curve Drive Animation States Eastern Providence. I hope those aren't real addresses. All right. Our last question we have is from Star K. Welcome back, Star K. You need to get on the forums, talk more. Says, first off, big fan of having Lolly Knight on the podcast. But my question's for you guys. If you could be a voice and an, if you could voice an anime character, boy or girl, alien or animal, English or Japanese, any character, which character would you voice? I, I think that's a given. I think if anybody's listening to this right now, they're going, you can voice a monkey or something. <laughs> Or the guy with the weird voice. I, 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 to be honest, like back in high school, junior high, I was, of course, the kid that was always being goofy and silly. So I was always, I had a side of me that wanted to be a voice actor. But then I realized that voice actors don't get paid crap. So <laughs> unless you're a big Hollywood star and you're voicing on the side, you don't get paid squat. So I dropped that idea a long time ago. About the only voice I could probably pull off is some sweet character. That's about it. Some sweet character. That's the only jokey voice that I can do. I'm making fun of myself, and you're like, I would probably be that sweet, kind, gentle character. No, 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 no. Not that kind of sweet, Andrew. Like, fruity? Okay, I like this long, drawn-out pause of waiting to find out what in the world you're talking about. No, that's about the only character I could probably do and pull off. Anybody else, I couldn't do. I, I don't have... You I don't, don't, don't want to hear his fruity voice. Yeah, they've heard it before. Oh, you did? Yeah, I've done it before on the <laughs> on the podcast. It was a long time ago, but yeah. We probably it. got a bunch of zero stars out of it. <laughs> no wonder we're only like four and a half stars on iTunes. That one marker came off because that. Yeah, I'd probably just do the one that did that. That thought that we didn't like uh, Kill a Kill for some strange reason. That was on me, probably. <laughs> Dropped Kill a Kill so early, you jerk. Still haven't watched another episode of that. One of these days. One of these days. But yeah, I'd probably just do sidekick characters, goofy voices. That's pretty much all I've been ever doing. Done. I can be that weird exchange. That that weird random. Uh, American army military guy trope that jumps out of nowhere and starts talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> or maybe they'll maybe they'll maybe they'll maybe they'll hire me for what Momo and Cube sword, whatever that one was, the monkey character on there, and I can be the monkey guy on that one. <laughs> or he he probably had a deeper voice, wasn't he? Wasn't he a big monkey? Yeah, he was he, he was wasn't a, he was he was kind one. of yeah. That was it matter. <laughs> it's not like they get any other voices right. <laughs> Why not have a high pitched voice for that big old gorilla? Uh, do we have any? What else do we have? Do we, are we? I don't know. Do you, I, you, I know on? you kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, I'll know a zero. I want to talk about. You want to? You want to? You want to do a spoiler talk about El No Zero? I guess we could do a spoiler talk about El No Zero. Because I know, I know you. Else. You were kind of agitated, and you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, the only other thing I can really talk about is uh, collectible stuff. There's a lot of a lot of stuff coming out right now that's hurting the wallets, but. We can know that for another time. Yeah, if if you guys have not watched El Noah Zero up till episode twenty two? Question mark. Probably twenty two. Let me look at the main site. Uh, but yeah, if you have not watched up to episode twenty two of El Noah Zero, looking part ways at this point and say goodbye, and because we're gonna move on to spoiler discussions on El Noah Zero 
second season, episode 22, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, take care, everybody. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a wonderful week. Os. Yeah, I'll know a zero. You, so you're finally starting to get interested in it again. You, you, yeah, you've been, you've been I pretty actually, I actually am getting interested emo in for the last three weeks. But now we, you're finally we, we getting almost back seen, into it. We almost, we, we seen Slane get shot. So it, it kind of made me a little Grazed, happy. you mean? Grazed, really. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, this ain't going to end at this point. We still got two more episodes. There's no way Slane's going to die this episode. Uh, yeah. Um, I, the only thing I can think of is that you're enjoying it now is it's finally got a cylinder running around all over the place, and that's your girl. So you're like, oh, a Silum's back. She's not a hugging on slain or in a tube. So you think that she wants him to sl- save him? Yeah, that was that was a big question on this episode. Was what is what did she say when she said, "I have one more request to Robo Eye." Robo Eye. The the best wingman <laughs> in the world is an eyeball. Because he totally just he totally hooked the two of them together like close just by he does not refer to you as two entities. I was like, oh that that eyeball, you gosh eyeball. <laughs> but yeah, the the request, the fact that they changed the scenes. The only thing I could think of is it's gonna be some stupid naive comment about please save Slain from me, Inahal. I I mean the only other option is that she said to go save Lamarina, but I don't see them changing scenes to save Lamarina. I think that'd be something that she would just say and be it. So I I just figure episode twenty three is gonna start up with him having a quick little memory replay through his head from the eyeball and she's like, Tell him to save Slane and Blah. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It, that just well, the question—I mean, what what about the idea of him just saying or her saying, "Save them both, save Lamaria and Slane." Yeah. Again, I don't think I don't think they would have that being together. I think they should probably say, "Save Lamaria and also, please tell him." And then to the next episode, oh, save. Well, I mean, yeah. the the reason why I say that is because I mean. She knows. She knows that uh, Limerina has a deep, deep passion for Slane. She she knows that she re- she really loves him. And I, I'm guessing she probably has figured out that Slane has some kind of skewed idea of what she truly wants him to do. So she's going to imagine in her own head that she needs to stop Slane. As she said, as as she, as she said to the eyeball person, I don't. What, what, <laughs> I chan, the eyeball. I chan. I chan. I chan. <laughs> I coon, um, that he he he's oh, that wow. sli- that Inaho is is a part of Asylum. So she already acknowledges that she sees him as more than just friends too. I just hope at some point that I just get shot out of his head, or he yanks it out, or something, and they get, <laughs> so I can get a screenshot of that eyeball just alone, so I can put. I Chan, the best wingman, or something like that. <laughs> Daisuke, rest in I-chan. peace, Icoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No. I- <laughs> anyway, it's totally sidetracked your comments. I know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the this is gonna be a title for the episode. Icoon. <laughs> Daisuke Icoon. Ah, ay ay ay.
English, dude. You let your navigator up totally get my mind's going in five million different directions and somehow end up with navigator. I thought about it when you did the yeah 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 yeah. Yes, exactly. That's where I got it from. I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah. I was like, well, that was cheesy. I, I went, I, 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 I. <laughs> Oh, gosh. We just, we, we age ourselves again. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, we did. It's just, that's just something we really enjoy doing. <laughs> it was a good movie. It was, yeah. I love, I love that movie. Uh, it's really painful to watch now because it's yeah, it like is. totally <laughs> 70s and 80s stuff. It was 90s. I, I don't remember. Oh my gosh, I can't think of it. Apparently, it's important to su- be significant about uh, Back to the Future this year, too. Oh, they're they're coming up on that date, too. Yeah. So, apparently... Where's, we, our, where's our hovering surfboard? Yeah, hovering we need our ho- hoverboards. <laughs> Dinosaurs coming out of billboards. <laughs> and flux capacitors. And flux capacitors. Don't need no roads. <laughs> 50 million gigawatts. Anyways, although a zero, although a zero, yeah. Um, but no, the the confusing thing is, is that you would just her character has always been like self preservation, move away from the conflict kind of thing, a lot of times. So it it is kind of odd to think that she would tell her beloved Inaho go back and try to f- and try to stop somebody that would obviously murder you. Go back into the gunfire to go save somebody. You would think that she'd be more, let's get out of here. No, let's just run kind of thing. It just, it seems very out of character for her to ask her beloved to put himself in danger. When the entire last two seasons has been her not wanting him in that conflict. I mean, she's a peaceful person. Well, you don't think that she has some kind, some form of a feeling of, uh, What's the word? Uh, I think if anything, I, I don't more on the idea. Of, no, I'll go do it. No, yeah, but I would think her being more of I'll go do it. Well, at the same time, she sees him as a part of herself. But then they will go together. It's like yes, you're now a part of me. Now I can send you, and I can go run away. <laughs> well, at the same time, she was also realizing that she she was key to. She had to get out of there. She couldn't stay there. Right, he went through all that effort to get to her. That she yeah. should go, kind of. She thing. she knew that. Yeah, I mean, she needs to move. So I mean, I don't I don't blame that. I'm just waiting for Edadito to turn and shoot her. I'm just waiting for Edadito to to show her colors. I don't trust that lolly no more. I mean, she uh, sided with Slain for the longest time. I don't trust her. Well, she. I I think that she was doing the best with what she. Could I mean, as much as you over. hate that sister from Cross Age, I am boggled by the fact that you don't hate Edadito. No, actually, they're two different, two different beasts. Actually, <laughs> that last episode, <laughs> she, we can't, we didn't, we didn't spoiler tag that yeah, one. No, I, as much right. as I want to talk about that, we oh didn't my gosh, I, 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 totally screamed at the, the, that, that, the screen. I was like, oh my gosh, you got to see her wet herself. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that, that was in there too. But no, I, I, I said she was the only one who gave anything to you. <laughs> And now you notice. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so many things I want to say, and I'm not saying them. 
But no, the, the I guess the other one that I'm kind of curious about is what they're going to do with Criteo's son. I mean, when he first showed up, I was like, ah, they could totally just make him into this, let's refresh Slane's Orbital Knights, because he just lost three of them. He needs some more Orbital Knights to fight. And then the moment, the very first beginning of this episode, he clenches his fist, and I was like, nope. They're going right back to Papa. <laughs> he knows what the Tharsis did, and he's upset. So I'm like... So now the only thing that I can really think of is that they're going to play off the idea that he is like his father. He's loyal to the princess, but he clearly kind of hinted to slaying the idea that, so you're not doing it for the emperor. You're not doing all this for the emperor. What What's the deal here? Kind of thing. So I can see it being a thing of he takes the Silum, runs off, but he's not trusting the idea of going to the UFE, but instead he will be the, the, he'll be the versus front then he'll side with the UFE to go against Slane. And that will be how they can, if they choose to actually conclude this show this season and not go for another season by botching, you know, killing everybody at the end of the, the last episode and then <laughs> saying, <laughs> oh, all can't again. wait to see you till third season. If they choose to not do that, you do, realize, see you do realize that would be immediate death for this show. People will not go for a third oh. death. It didn't stop him the first time, and somebody could have easily told him this is a bad idea. This is a very no, bad I know, idea. <laughs> I know, but but the, the 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 people that you have left right now are the people who are like, okay, we're pretty much giving you a lot of leeway right now, but you can't do that again. And if they were to do a death scene like they did at the end of the at the last, think about it. But I mean, the kill is just on just three think times. Asylum aside, but I'm saying I'm, I'm talking about if they the did it that inning. many times and then they kill them all off at the end of the first season. They obviously are used to the idea of killing a character and then bringing them back, killing a character, bringing them back, I, killing and, and three I'm, characters I, I, or two I'm, characters I'm, wasn't that big of a difference. I, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm saying that if they were to do a they they pretty much hinted at almost at three almost four characters dying in that scene. Oh my gosh, so many death flags in this episode. If they were to do a a season two finale and do the same exact thing, would you, they, just you as a person, would you pick it up episode one, season three? Yep. You would. I'm invested in the show, and, and as much as I have problems with certain parts of it, the fact that I continued after that first episode is a sign that I'm invested in the show, and it's it's a sad thing, but I go with it. Plenty of other shows have done goofy things, and I I I, I acknowledge that. So it's I, gonna it's I, gonna make me extremely mad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I and I will not believe a single death. That's yeah, the problem. That would, that would I be, can't believe deaths. Anymore. Yeah, you, you can't believe deaths anymore. It's it's like I mean I I still halfway expect half of the characters that they've killed off at some point to just randomly pop up at some point and go, oh yeah, I didn't really die. <laughs> <laughs> that gunshot, not that bad. Not that bad. I'm good. I was a big old, a big old uh, uh, cactus uh, sword that went through on there. No big guy. It stings. Don't worry. Oh, but, I, I was just stuck in a in a in a in a space vortex. I I, I popped out the other day. The, you know. <laughs> Flown into a black hole. I came right back out just fine. <laughs> you couldn't. You would not believe it. There's actually another side of those black holes. Came right out. <laughs> drove around it. Came right over here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But anyways, my theory on the idea, if they don't do an everybody dies thing at the end, I can see them having Clonkane, uh, which is Kuteo's son, him going off with Asylum, but not trusting to join the UFE, but 
allying with them because they understand the verse understand that slain is a bigger threat and that the ufe is not the problem here because when they first came to to the earth they weren't coming to destroy everything there was this idea of peace and that was the whole reason they sent asylum to begin with so there's a chance that they can you know reconnect peace there especially with asylum talking to her her father so the verse with asylum with the ufe Going against Slain, and I can see that being the wrap up the end, is the way to make peace happen. If they if they're not gonna continue on with the third season, they have to create some kind of peace and conclusion. And the best way I can see that since they never did go to Mars is to have the UFE and the the Verse Empire come to some kind of peaceful agreement, which be would be the idea of going up against Slain. And, and, and the thing that I see is, is I if if anything, I mean, because you asked me, what do I see him doing? And it, it was like, you know, I see him having some kind of a a misunderstood um, sense of justice towards what he does with Asylum. I think he will be very, very loyal to her. And at the same time, I think that he will have a misconstrued idea of what she wants and just like slain will or slain does so you think there'll be a difficulty there because obviously he's he's loyal to her he he's known her because selim was with her father on his ship for the longest time he met with her when he was a child and he also has shown on several occasions that he was loyal to what his father yeah, understood. And her, and, and so her he, father was he very is, loyal to he, So far, they have painted him as being loyal to, to the Empire's royalty and knowing Asylum for a long time. There's even people that are hinting at the idea of a love, uh, love square now because <laughs> he could like Asylum, and then you have Slain, and then you have Inaho. That Asylum's a popular lady. <laughs> Well, at the same time, I mean... But then you find out that he actually likes Edito. <laughs> clang, clang with, 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 with uh, Edito, yeah. She needs somebody. She deserves somebody just as much as everybody else. She can have Slain. No. She is not allowed to have Slain. I'm just waiting for her to pilot a, a you know, get the... I, 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 she I, needs I, a I mecha. Really, I, really want, I really want what's what's her face to get with Slain. I mean... I think that that would be a good. What's her face? Inko. I want Inko. I, I Inko needs some love. I like my Inko. You want Inko to be with Slain? Yeah. Or you want Riette? Which one are you talking about? Green hair girl. Green hair girl. She pink haired or green haired? <sighs> I only know red hair girl. The other which princess. Is oh, Lamrina. You want Lamrina with Inaho? No, not with Inaho Slain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dang, man. Gosh, I'm like, what the hell? Is you going are on? like way off in left field. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was wondering why you were saying Inko. I was this like, why would be just you like want the Marilyn Manson thing? We're going to re- listen to it back and I'm going, see, Chris, you were totally wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I, so I, 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 I think, no, I'd, I'd like to see, uh, see her get with Slain and him give up on the entire, uh, weird, I think at this point he's saying die. I I don't I don't necessarily want to see him die. I do. I think he's killed. He's got too much blood on his hands to not die at this point. And and even if he want to claim it's indirectly, he's the one that makes the commands to go out there and wipe out an entire area of people. He's got he's he's got too much blood on his hands. No, I think that what it is is I like the I like the other princess, and I think that 
I just oh, I like wanna, the, I, I like wanna... Lamrina, and I definitely, I definitely, she was one of the characters that I wanted to see the most out of this season. She was one of the when you were kind of getting annoyed by the show, Lamrina was the, my, she was the one that was piquing my interest the most. I was like, they could do so much with this girl. I liked her story. I like where she came from. I like the idea of being a, even though she's royalty, she's essentially a tool. She sees herself as a tool, but yet she lo- loves this one person because he, or she loved both uh, Sazbaum and and Slain for the the fact that they actually desired to have her for some reason, and she almost had that i that mentality of, well at least I'm at least I'm seen as being useful, and that was her whole driving force for a while. And I, I just wanted to see her at some point stand up and say, technically I'm the one with the royal blood, and stand up and push them down. I wanted to see that so badly, and I'm, I'm hoping we see something something close to that in the next couple episodes. I doubt it. Uh, but sadly, she's turned into just a tool, and that, that really saddened me. I know that a lot of people uh, get the wrong idea from me saying that, that that means that I think that she's shallow. I don't think she's a shallow character. I just think that she had this potential to be a strong personality character, but instead she turned out to just be a tool, which is upsetting because I, I thought she had the most ten- potential this season. I mean, of all the characters, we didn't see anything from Riet. We didn't see anything from Inko. We didn't see anything from Yuki. We didn't see anything from... I mean, I thought we were going to get something from... Uh, Moriarty. Moriarty, yeah. I thought she he was going to at least stand up because he just finally got over his PTSD... But uh, he'd just throw him in a mecca, and he's just being saved by anyhow every two seconds. Pretty much. <laughs> it, it's just sad to me. When we came into the season, I was like, well, maybe we'll finally see some development in some characters. But no, all we did really seen was Lamarina. We seen Slain, and that's it. I mean, Inoho, they were the Inoho focus. and Slain are the, are the gods of this world. I mean, that's pretty much all we've seen. And we're going to come to the final episode, and you're going to find out they're actually blood of gods, and they're going to start, you know, mechas. They're going to start singing at each other and... Beams coming out of their shoulders of their mechas and <laughs> <laughs> wrong show. We're going back across the again. <laughs> Gonna start singing. <laughs> oh gosh. No, I, I this show is, is is just such such a downfall from episode one to now. It's like it hurts. It hurts because we were so happy at that with that show when it first started. I think it's a case of in the first season it was just slam bam bam. They hit all the good notes for me. They they built a really incredible world, and then they said let's do this, and I was like, wow, that was really gutsy. And then in season two, it's like, well, we're undoing all that, and now let's check out the the building of this third faction, which I was like, that's that's interesting. So it's not that I'm I'm upset at the show. I I definitely think it's not on par with the first season because the first season had both amazing production. They matched the music with every single animation scene, which was absolutely breathtaking. The visuals were amazing, and this one, a lot of everything, everything's just kind of taken down a huge notch. But it's still an incredibly enjoyable show for me. Not incredibly, but it's it's still a very good show for me because I like a lot of the 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 twists and turns of it. I think the only problem is that they're just they're just playing their cards really safe. They they keep in the first season there was a lot of twists to things. A lot of twists would happen. Like, oh, Criteo, he just he finally got slain to to tell him what's going on, and now Criteo's changed coats. I'm like, this is so cool. Oh my gosh, they just killed Criteo off. This is so crazy. They weren't afraid to just 
take their cards and throw them all over the place. And this season, it just seems like they're like, okay, this is about Slane. He's going to go up to power. And I'm, like, I'm constantly waiting for somebody to turn Slane's world upside down. And it never happens. And there's all these conflicts, all of these these things that you would think would change the game. And it never changes the game. You would think that with how much blood's being, with how much war is happening on Earth, somebody would die. You would think with how much is weighing on Slane's shoulder that somebody would die, but just nothing seems. No, nobody seems to change the the playing field often. I, I I can I can see what you're saying. They just they're playing their cards way too safe. Right, which, I, I can which makes me that. believe they're never going to kill any characters ever again. <laughs> which I don't I don't want them to kill off characters. Don't get me wrong. I don't desire for them to kill off characters, especially since they won't stick to it, as we see in the first season. It's just there's so much conflict happening. You would think there would be some type of spilled blood. This is war we're talking about, and they're and you're talking about one side's having their entire leadership is is changing coat you would think there would be some kind of conflict happening there. And you never remember happens. what we came into this show thinking that it would be interesting if they had done it lots of things what is it? we came into this show if i remember right we were saying this would be an interesting show if it was about it was a mecha show where people were off to the side dealing with this war of mechas around them right and it, it totally is not that <laughs> Well, the I first just, I just thought it was funny because I, I I happened to ra- randomly remember that's what we were originally thinking. Oh yeah, the maybe. idea of having just yeah just school children walking down the street and you suddenly look over and there's a battle happening and then yeah. they're running over here and they're trying to get to a a shelter and survive and they're they're hearing over the radio about the battle that's happening and then then they've had to find out they're going to nuke the location so they have to get in a car and get the hell out of there and then they get to some secluded area and they think that's secluded but then suddenly soldiers start rolling in yeah. and they're having to hide from the soldiers and then you're seeing mechas fighting in the background as they're talking that would be yeah it'd be really cool never going to happen though <laughs> no it's not going to happen <laughs> there's nobody going to invest in making mechas and not make it about the mechas so right but yeah, which they could totally spotlight the mechas in a in a show like that though yeah, they're just in the background, or they come across the ruins of one mecha that's been destroyed, and then they pull a, a soldier out of the ruins and, and r- help him recover, but then suddenly the other side comes in and kills that soldier because they're harboring yeah. him. All that stuff would be really cool. I should write it. <laughs> and then sell it to him. Make lots of money. Uh, I don't think there's really anything... I mean, I'm I'm curious about what the hell happened to Count Peaceful. I mean, he was absolutely non-existent in episode 22, and he was... I thought he was going to be doing more. I mean, yeah, he got her the pendant, no, but uh, he's still supposed to find out what's what, going on with Slane. What's her face, uh, or what's his face, told her to, um, well, Icoon told told her to go Icoon. to, <laughs> told her to go to, to that guy. I assumed it was him. Oh, did he tell her to go see him? Yeah. He said that she, or huh. I, the I told her that, uh, that he was on her side, or on, on, Inko's side, or, or oh. you know, side, or whatever. Telling he was waiting for him. I thought she was just telling her to go to see the Inko or something. I thought he was telling Asylum to go see Inko. That could have been who he was talking about, though. But yeah, I was expecting him to show up going, hey, why are we being attacked? <laughs> or something. You would think he'd be front and center when the, the base is being attacked. But he could be at, he could have been at the castle. No, he would, he should have been there. I don't know. Yeah. Two more episodes. 
we'll probably see the build up to the last episode this next episode and then in episode 24 will be either wrap up or let's see how many characters we can kill off in ways that are completely could not be death yeah we hope you all enjoyed our little discussion about it uh but i'm definitely 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 looking for the the, the ending of that um definitely if you want to discuss about this show go to the forums on otakuspear.com click on the seasonal discussion forum and then look for the all know a zero forum or thread and you can chat it up with everybody there i think i'll know zero since we had the first core on there and this one with how much outrage was happening in the last season it's it's going up in pages so there's a lot of discussion in there to to back read if you want to i'm still i'm still convinced that it's going to go yaoi i was going to tell you the intro is actually them side by side if you look at it, they're actually they're going forward side by side. The camera looks at one from the left side, and then it goes up from the right side and sees the other character. So it's not that they're going towards something; they're actually side by side going towards the cellum. No, they're going yaoi. Yeah. Look at the the, the last video. episode. Go they're going to go in there and they're going to try and shoot each other, and they realize that they really love each both other. Both put the down time. their guns and then go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's going to go cross angel on us, and suddenly yeah. dragons flying around and <laughs> eating crystals and feeding the females that are in humanoid form that have no sense of. Okay, I'm getting spoilers. <laughs> Anyways, if you're not watching Cross Age by this point, you don't even care, do you? Oh, I'm totally going to buy that Blu ray. I'm, I'm on board. Just so I can watch all the naughty stuff without censorship. Oh, speaking of that, uh, <laughs> San Correa. <laughs> San Correa is going to have a it got a re-release. This apparently, is, apparently Funimation. I know. Apparently, Funimation uh, cut out their uh, did all kinds of censoring, and so they're re- releasing it without all the censoring. So maybe they'll re-release Dead Man Wonderland without censorship. I Ba-dum. hope so. Well, no, that's 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 that was kind of the point. Is okay. Sankarea did a re-release with without the censoring. So I mean, maybe we'll get. The other shows was a dorky. That was a dorky trailer. It's like here, this is a show that's going to be uncut now, but yet this is all still cut. (laughs) How can you sell me on a show that's uncut when the trailer's cut? Uh, Maybe I'll finally watch that stupid show. Sound Korea? Didn't you say it was all right? I liked it. Anyways, I'll know a zero. Discussions over. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and definitely if you like our show. Tell other people about us. It's the best way people can find out about us. And leave a review on iTunes. And I was going to read reviews for iTunes earlier, but totally forgot. So we'll leave it for the next episode. Because only the spoiler people will listen to it. True. Y'all take care. Thank you all for listening. Oh,